This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching, so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This podcast has content that may not be appropriate for all audiences. You'll hear about some difficult subjects like drug abuse, domestic violence, suicidal thoughts, and sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, listeners. I'm Emmy Olea. I have three bonus episodes for you. I'm inviting people close to me onto the show to unpack things. We'll reflect on my family, my life, and the impact the show had on them. I'll be talking with my sister, Andrea. Andrea's my younger sister. I'm seven years older than her, And when she was in middle school, she came to live with me. I tried to be a parent to her, and then, well, my addiction took off. But we'll get into that. If you haven't heard the show yet, don't wait. Head back to the feed and start at the beginning. We'll still be here when you get back. Okay, let's get started. So, welcome to Crumb Season 2. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm nervous. Me too. (laughs) Why are you nervous? I think the whole situation, the questions that you, or the topics we may touch, I think all of it makes me a little nervous. But I'm excited to be here. I think the way we've grown up, there's some things that we haven't really talked about. A lot of things, we sweep them under the rug and pretend like they didn't happen and that it might be like a defense mechanism because we, have gone through a lot of shit in our lives as a family. I'm curious to see your viewpoint on things because I feel like it's different than mine. I'm just going to ask you, how would you describe our relationship? I feel like we're not as close as we used to be. I mean, I know that if I need anything, I can always count on you. That's very present and I love you more than anything you know that but I do feel like we are not as close as we used to be I feel like there's like a distance between us right now would you say this distance is because of the literally the distance between us of living in two different cities or is it something else yes and no I mean I don't know exactly what it is but I feel like even before let's say when uh, you started going to Pomona you were far but I feel like we would talk 
more often, even, and it's not just, I mean, it's both of us. You know, how often do we really speak now? Not very often. Now that you bring it up, I see it. So let me ask you this. What was it like listening to Crumbs? Emotional. Very, very emotional. I was Some of the stuff that you guys spoke about, I didn't even know. You know, I never knew the story of how my parents met. That was a first. He just went to pick you up from school. That I didn't know that. I never knew that. I didn't know that either until we recorded. Yeah, I had no it, idea. Was, it was really sad. <laughs> it seems a bit dysfunctional. Very. Very addict-like behavior. Very. Nothing that you and I would do. Definitely not. But I, it's, I mean, we grew up with my mom being very dysfunctional and doing lots of things like that. So it was really shocking, but then it wasn't. How would you describe your relationship with mom? She is a character. Uh, we just recently started living together. Growing up, we were a lot closer as well. I didn't see any wrong in what she did. You know, I felt like her her little helper. I felt like she was like my best friend. Then when I became a teenager, I feel like there was a lot of resentment towards her. I felt a lot of resentment because I started noticing this is not normal. And I think it wasn't until I had Isabel that I forgave her. I think it took me being a mom to forgive her because it's hard. And I am not justifying her addiction, but being a mom is hard. So I did forgive her, you know, for everything that, that she put us through, everything that we went through. Do you feel in any way that I had anything to do with your resentment towards a mom as a teenager? No, no. But I think that you had a lot to do with me having a normal life. You know, I feel like if you wouldn't have been there, my life would have been so much different. I, I got emotional just a few days ago because I took Isabel for her senior pictures. And I remembered it wasn't my mom there for those things. You know, it was you. Can we get some tissues, please? <laughs> you know, I always wondered why, if I had the role that I had in raising you, why you were so much closer to her and that confided in her about certain things than you were with me. You know, with you, you were a parent. You, there, you were strict. You, there was rules that we had to do things the way they had to be done. So I feel like we were able to talk to her more because she was a friend. You know, it wasn't so much that we had a closer relationship to her. It was just there was really no consequences for whatever it is that we wanted to tell her. How would you describe my relationship with mom? I feel like you have the best relationship with her right now. I think that you guys have grown, both of you, a lot. I would say that, yes, that's accurate. We do talk very often and she vents with me her frustrations and I vent with her about my frustrations. Like, yeah, and, you know, we recorded the season together. We only had one fight. So mm, that's good. Not too bad. <laughs> Go live with her. <laughs> I'm okay. Thanks. Let's talk about your childhood. What was it like? It was unstable, very unstable. But 
I don't know how I'm saying this, but I feel like I had a fun childhood. You know, there was never a dull moment in our childhood. Well, today we're going to live in this hotel. Next week, it's going to be a different hotel. And oh my, you know, it was so fun, a different pool. And usually it was hotels in South Bay and in San Isidro where it was normal. You know, that was normal. There were different families. So it was like, we're going to make new friends. And who are we going to go to the pool with? And who are we going to be at the park with this weekend? How much of La Nola do you remember? I don't remember much about that place. I, I mean, I know it was ugly. It stunk very bad, the whole building. Did you know that at that time, I think I was 14 years old, I was helping mom sell dime bags of heroin? No. People would knock on the door and I'd open it and they'd hand me a $10 bill or whatever and I'd give them their dime bags. So I was helping her sell drugs. I knew it wasn't normal, but I don't know. I just wanted to be her little helper. And I just wanted to fit in, I guess, in my mom's world, whatever that looked like. I think we both went through that. There was a point where I helped her too. Whenever she needed me to do her little favors, I would at the trolley. You're going to meet them at the trolley. So um, next thing you know, I know all these drug addicts from San Isidro and I'm walking to school and it's like, hey, how are you? And it's like, oh, hey, I thought it was so cool that I know all these older people that know me by my name. And I was only nine years old, but I felt protected. And we would walk and my friends and I would walk home and this big cholo would be walking behind us, you know, not even standing next to us, just behind us, making sure we were getting home safe. It's like I felt like, oh, here I am with my little bodyguard walking home from school. That's so crazy. I didn't know all that because... Mom has a similar stories where she would go out when she was young partying mm -hmm. and Mami Richa would send bodyguards to take care of them. Mom had somebody to do everything for her. We were not wealthy, you know. Mom did not have the money she had when my grandmother was around. But mom never went to the laundromat. Mom never cooked. Mom never cleaned. Yet we always had clean clothes. Our house was never really dirty. And if... A lot of dirty clothes accumulated. Mom would grab everything, put it in a bag and throw it out. And OK, we're going to go shopping. <laughs> if she couldn't find anybody to do the laundry for her, it was like everything's going in the trash and we're going to go shopping. And that's how I grew up. It's so much like how she lived when she was in prison. And I didn't know this until recently, maybe a few years ago, that either Papa Beto or me would send her money. And so she had people doing laundry for her, her chores. And she just lived like a queen while she was in prison. And I was like, what the fuck here? We are like sending you like money when we can. And like, that's what you're doing with the money. Now that she doesn't live that way, everything is so hard for her. You know, I told her not too long ago, stop acting like a victim. It's very normal. Everything you're doing is normal. You're just not used to it because other people always did it for you. But she does it. She does it now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Burn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I want to talk about something that might be a little difficult. Do you remember Adrian's overdose? Yes. Oh. I'll never forget it. The first thing I remember is Adrian starts repeatedly saying, broom, broom. And it just happened so out of nowhere. He became very agitated, very irritable. I couldn't comfort him. Finally, I remember banging on the door and telling my mom, you know, I think she heard it in my voice. Something is wrong with Adrian. You need to get out. I think I even cussed at her, which I never did. So it was kind of like, get your shit together. Something is wrong with Adrian and you need to do something about it. I mean, I told her, I'm going to call the police because I knew something was wrong. And that's when she said, no, 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 give me a minute. And I think that's when she called you. She, she did didn't not, call me. I don't know who she called, but she did not want to take him to the hospital. So I must, now I see, or as I got older, she knew by that time what was wrong. And I hated my mom for a really long time. You know, I had never thought about it. I think right now, sitting here, that might be where I my resentment started for her. Because I never felt like I was in danger growing up with her. I remember wherever it is that we lived, cops always showed up. Without her even telling me, it was like I would go and grab all her stash and get rid of it. But that day, it's like I felt very vulnerable for Adrian. Because he was defenseless. He was not protected like you did not protect him I didn't protect him and I it was hard for me because I felt that for a long time too maybe if I would have watched him better maybe if my mom's purse I would have moved maybe if this but it wasn't my fault it was her fault but I think that 
out of everything that we've lived through with my mom, that was one of the hardest for me. Me too. What was your life like when you started middle school? It was a shit show for me. I matured a lot physically, a lot sooner than most of my friends. I was 11, 12, hanging out with 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds. I started drinking and I just never went to school. I didn't have a life, you know, I feel like I was starting to, I could have potentially followed in my mom's footsteps. Do you remember what you looked like back then? My filas, my Tommy Hilfiger overalls, no eyebrows, drawn on eyebrows, peroxide all over my hair because I wanted to go blonde and I didn't know how. At this point, you and I don't have a close relationship. No. However, one thing that was very consistent is my communication with Mamilicha mm-hmm. because we would talk on the phone every day and I'd go visit her. So I'm hearing about these things that are, you guys are going through, through her. And she's telling me how you're just a lost case already, that you're just going to be like my mom and right. all these things. And then she calls me, she tells me that you have a warrant for your arrest and that they're looking for you and that you're nowhere to be found. So I am determined to find you in San Isidro, wherever the fuck you are, I'm going to find you. And I start asking around and I go to people's houses, hangouts where I know you would hang out at. And somebody told me that you were at a friend's house. I remember it a little bit different. I think I was drunk. And I came home and mom noticed. And all of a sudden, my mom wants to be a mom and not let me go back outside. And she didn't. That was the first fight I ever had with her, like a huge fight where I almost hit her. And I remember raising my arm and she got in my face and she pushed me and said, do it. I want you to hit me. And I couldn't. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to go to sleep. And I jumped out of the window As I was walking up the alley, there was this guy walking down and he was older than I. He was maybe 16, 17. I had like a crush on him. He was a very handsome guy. And he seen me and he's like, hey, what's what's wrong with you? Are you okay?" And I started going off and I just remember telling him I hate my mom and I'm going to kill myself and I hate this life and nobody cares. And I remember he grabbed me and he just gave me like a hug. He's like, "Okay, where do you want to go? I'll take you. I want to go to the park. I'll take you. And he walked me down and he tricked me. He tricked me first because he took me right back to my mom. And he knocked on the door and I yelled at him and he said, sorry, you can't be walking around the streets. Look at you. Mm. Mom called you and then you got there. So you got me in the car and you said, we're going to go get ice cream. And you drove to the police department and I seen him like, what are we doing here? And you still told me, oh, I just need to get something. Okay. And I sat there, you got off. And then when you came out, you came out with two sheriffs or two deputies. And they took me in. Then they took me to juvenile hall. What were your thoughts at that time? I was scared. I was very scared. Were you mad at me? Not initially. I think once I was settled in juvenile hall, I was upset. Like, how could they do this to me? 
I remember thinking my grandma would have never done this to my mom. I was very, very upset and I was scared because even though I had that chola look and even though I grew up the way I grew up, I was just a little girl and I was scared. There was girls that were like, they were scary. It was a lot worse than just truancies. So you were there for what? Was it two weeks? Three. Three weeks? Three weeks. That bought me a lot of time, I remember. And so you were going to have a hearing. Mm -hmm. And I knew there was a chance that you might go home with me. Right. So I show up to court. Mom doesn't show up to court. No. She wasn't there. I assumed my mom was going to be there. So when I came out and I look... I feel like I hadn't felt um, that loved, but let down in a long time. Sorry. Because I come out and I see you. I see my tia Chave. Um, I see Ana Lilian Lupe. And then I see my dad with my nana, his mom. But I never seen my mom. And I was waiting, you know, for her to get there, and she never did. Did you have any idea of who you were going to be released to? They gave me the option, remember? The judge asked me who I wanted to go to, and I weighed my options. And in my mind, I said, well, Analia and Lupe, they'll give me a great life. You know, Thanks to them, I always dreamt of going to college. But I said they live in L.A. I don't want to go live in L.A. You know, I'm never going to see my sister. I'm never going to see my mom. It's going to be too many rules. My tia Chave, she's not going to let me do anything. She was always very strict with her sons. You know, I'm not even going to be able to have friends. I'm definitely not choosing her. (laughs) So it was between you and my nana. So with you, in my mind, I said, I'm going to go back with my mom. I'm going to get out of here and I'm just going to go back with my mom and I'm going to keep living the life that I was living. That was my mentality. And that's why I chose to go with you. He gave me the option. He said, obviously, you have a lot of people that care about you and love you and you have a great support system. So you're a little older now and I want you to, you know, make the choice on where you think your life will be better. I wasn't thinking about where I was going to be better. I was thinking of who am I going to get out of the easiest. You were 19 years old. I said, I'm going to end up back with my mom and doing whatever I want. That's how that happened. I remember that. And boy, were you in for a shock. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that hearing very well. And hearing that you made a calculated choice to go home with me because I think you thought I was going to be easier to manipulate and go back to live with my mom. It's shocking to me that you thought that was going to happen. Because deep down inside, I wanted you to go live with Ana Lilia and Lupe. Because I was just starting my life. You know, I was going to go to college and I had all these dreams and and hopes. And I didn't want you to go to LA because you were going to be far. But I knew you had the better chance at life with them. But also like my ego, I wanted you to come live with me. because. I had a chance to make a difference in your life. And I think at that point, I was just like, 
whatever the judge decides is going to be okay. You were my best option because of that, because you were so young. And I didn't think you were really going to want to take that role. It was a huge responsibility. You definitely didn't come with instructions. (laughs) You had this attitude about you and this lifestyle that you were accustomed to. And there was no way that I was going to allow that to continue. And I remember you had nothing when you got released to me, just the clothes on your back. You didn't let me take anything. (laughs) Exactly. You wanted to go pick up clothes at Mami Dicha's house. And I said, absolutely not, because I knew what that clothes looked like. And we bought you everything from head to toe. And you would think I'd be so excited and happy because it was a full on shopping spree. And I was not. I was miserable because I hated how you wanted to dress me. And I mean, I look back, it was normal, normal clothes, but it wasn't what I liked. We're living at my Nana's. You have a whole new wardrobe and it's an adjustment. I enroll you in school. In an honors program. <laughs> oh. Tell me about that. Like, what was that like for you? These are not my people, is what I felt. Everything was just so fast-paced. And again, I, I adapted pretty quickly. But I felt lost in the beginning. Very out of place. And I think it's during this time that I start partying more and drinking because we live with my Nana. I have a babysitter or my Milicha would babysit you sometimes. This was a point where my disease took off. Mm-hmm. And I'm a blackout drinker. I know. What do you remember about me drinking and, and being self-destructive? Like I said, you would go out a lot. You would drink a lot, but I thought it was just normal, you know, your age and you're going out here and every weekend, actually, you would be out. But when I realized that something was really wrong, the baggies time, (laughs) I'll never forget that. That was so traumatizing and I was so scared. In the meth-induced psychosis. Yes. and Not my proudest moment. I was scared because I had never seen you act like that and you were not you. And you were being violent, not necessarily towards us, but you were hitting walls. I think I, you couldn't breathe and that you had baggies in your chest and you wanted to take them out. And I got so scared because I said, you know, you're going to stab yourself right now because you kept thinking that you had bags full of air in your chest that you needed to pop. And that was that was hard. Because I saw you as my hero and I saw you as my stability and I saw you as the normal one in the family. And so now to realize that you have a drug problem, you have an addiction and you're an alcoholic, like now what? Hearing you say that, I'm surprised because I had been drinking and doing drugs for such a long time before that incident. One of the things that I feel so guilty for is putting you and Daniela through these incidents where I'm being self-destructive and like fucking up the stability that I had provided for you both. And one of the things that comes to mind for me is like our trip to Hawaii because I don't remember any of it. I remember like very little things about it because I was in the blackout most of the trip. 
we love Tawai. I think that maybe I didn't notice it. Maybe I didn't want to see it. Or maybe because of seeing the addiction that my parents had, it was very different behavior. You were not addicted to heroin. I, I, I didn't know that you were on drugs that trip. It's a relief for me to hear that you don't remember much of Hawaii and that you actually enjoyed it, that you guys actually had fun. It was when I was in high school, like almost done with high school, when I really full on experienced your blackouts and your change. I mean, you were a whole different person. Do you remember that time that (laughs) you got home, I think like at six in the morning from partying? It was a weekday and... It was my senior year already. I had something really important to do at school. And I'm freaking out because how am I going to get to school? And this and that. And so you get there. You run one of your coworkers. You get there. You guys stunk like whiskey. Like I didn't drink whiskey. Well, it smelled like whiskey <laughs> to me. I don't either, but that's what I remember. It smelled like. What did you drink? Rum. Cognac. Vodka. Ooh. Well, you guys reeked. You showered and you said, okay, let's go. And you were both drunk. And I'm like, you're not driving anywhere. Yeah, we have to go to work. Come on, are you ready for school? Let's go. So here I am in the backseat. Like, just I couldn't believe the way you guys looked and smelled, even though you guys had showered. And you stop at 7-Eleven. And you guys each had a big gulp. So whatever liquor you had in there, you guys filled it up with liquor and Coke or whatever. And you drove to work like that. And I remember I got we get to the office and we sit down to take calls and we have our big gulp on our desk. Full of liquor. Yeah. And so we're drinking and I'm taking calls. I'm obviously not in a blackout because I remember it. But that's just like the way we lived. Yeah. So you were a hot mess, but a responsible one. (laughs) This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At what point do you decide that you're done living with me? When I found out I was pregnant. Because that last month of my senior year is when you were at your worst. You would get home super drunk to get more alcohol, to try and leave. I remember grabbing your car and chasing you, you, you know, fighting with you to get you back in the car. It was just a struggle. It was an everyday thing. Like now I'm parenting you, you know, and it's like, I just want to enjoy my last month of senior year. I just want to enjoy prom and grad night and my friends. And it's like, at that point, it was even worse than being with my parents because I didn't have to babysit them. And now here I am taking care of you and seeing everything that you're doing to yourself and to everyone around you because everybody's worried every day. I'll never forget you once told me over the phone how you said you're just like my mom, except we don't visit you in jail, we visit you in hospitals. Jeez. And that was really harsh. And that really hurt. And so... I get sober. Life gets good real fast. And then I get 10 months of sobriety and I relapse. Honestly, this last time that I relapsed, I had no intention of getting sober again. I didn't want to. But my roommate sends me to rehab and I just wanted the heat off my back. You have a newborn, Daniela's running amok. My friends don't want anything to do with me at this point. They're done. And I just want to numb myself. And so I go to rehab with no intention of staying sober. And something changes. Because it sticks. And I've been sober since then. And it's time to really pick up the pieces and rebuild my life again. And I go back to school. I mean, you get married, you go and start your family. And I'm rebuilding my life. And then I transition. What was that like for you? I hated you when you told me. And I just felt so angry at you. And I do remember telling you, you know, you're gay, just be gay. I've always defended you and I've always been about equality and I remember just saying but why you know why do you have to do this like don't and it wasn't because what are people gonna say it was just like why you know you're not 
you're not a girl and that's how I felt. You took Weddle from me from one moment to another. You essentially saved me. You took me from my mom. You took me from that lifestyle and you showed me something so different and so better. And thanks to you, I mean, I'm not perfect, but thanks to you, I didn't end up like them. And I did so much better and you taught me so much. So it was like, you're getting rid of him. That's, you were my everything and that's what hurt me. Is that I'm not going to see what anymore. You were my my comfort, my protection, my, even though you were a hot mess. You were my stability. And you, I felt like you took that from me. You know, I was being selfish, but that's how I felt. And then I started seeing the difference in you. Not the sobriety. You. You as a person... And I loved it. And that's when I, you know, I told myself, get over it. You need to get over yourself and your selfishness. I remember calling you and apologizing. And I mean, you talked to me like nothing had ever happened. When you told me your name, I thought it was funny. I thought it was ironic because do you remember what you would call me when you would get drunk? pre-transition I think mostly me you would call me Emmy Love Emmy Love Emmy Love I mean I thought it was funny but I'd be like why Emmy Love like so for years when you would be drunk that's what you would call me that's what you would call yourself and so when you told me you know years later about your transition and then your name I just thought like you were meant to do that I only know about the Emmy love through you telling me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't remember what I say in a blackout. And I can assure you that I didn't choose my name from that. But it's just, it's so weird how that worked out. So at what point do you start seeing recovery working in me and me changing? and? Did you believe it? Were you skeptical? Your sobriety was annoying to me by this time that we're speaking because I do drink and you're like, not in the very beginning of your sobriety, but somewhat where you're still, you know, you were preaching to us and it's like, just come on, you can have a drink. That's what I felt. You could have a drink, you'll be fine because now you are who you are. And I feel like your drinking problem was because you wanted to escape who you were then. But obviously I was wrong. I was wrong because you know that you had that problem and I'm extremely proud of you. We covered a lot. (laughs) Um, How do you feel about our relationship now? I think that we need to be closer. I mean, I don't think we have a bad relationship, but I think we need to be closer than we were before. I mean, you're always busy. I'm always busy, but I do think that I would like to have a closer relationship with you. I would like that too. And I just want you to know that, you know, here's the thing, like we didn't grow up with the nurturing. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't grow up with being like mushy. Like that's not who we are. 
but I want you to know that I love you so much. And I am so proud of the woman that you are and the mother that you are. And that you know that I'm always here for you. Thank you. And I feel the same way. And you know that I've always been grateful to you because you changed my life for the better. I love you so much. And who I am today is because of you. You did a really good job. I'm great. (laughs) Thank you. That was me and my sister Andrea. Next week, I'm bringing on my childhood friend Monica to talk about my family, our awkward teenage years, and the beginning of my transition. Hey listeners, there's a lot of difficult subjects that we cover in this show. If you're someone you know needs help, you can reach the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration hotline at 1-800-662-4357. They'll connect you with information and resources on treatment. There's also the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Both are available 24-7. You don't have to be in crisis to reach out either. They're available for anyone who needs help. Crumbs is a Sonoro production in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Network and Trojan Horse. It's produced by Hannah Bottom and edited by Margaret Catcher, Rodrigo Crespo, and Alex Humero with support from Elizabeth Schutzel. Original music by D. Peter Schmidt. And engineering by Carlos Magaña and Manuel Parra. Studio recording by JTB Recording and Podcasting Studio. Executive produced by Connell Byrne and Giselle Vances for iHeart, Alex Fumero and Margaret Catcher for Trojan Horse, Camila Victoriano and Joshua Weinstein for Sonoro, and me, Emmy Olea. Special thanks to Mariana Coronel Aguirre, and of course, my mom, Hilda Gamboa. Listen to Crumbs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn. 
burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.